feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And the judge in Florida, hard at work, delivering what I think is a big victory for President Trump and his legal team. So tonight, I want to get your reaction to word that a special master has now been granted for the Trump team. This is big news because it may not cancel and it clearly won't cancel the DOJ investigation of Trump. But what it certainly does is put a speed bump in their investigation. It delays their investigation because now they will have to select an independent person. They'll have to agree to the parameters of what this special master will do, this independent third party. Uh, they'll have to decide, okay, in addition to deciding which documents the DOJ can look at or use in their investigation or bring before a grand jury. Uh, there may be other assignments for the special master. They may be overseeing a lot of parts of the DOJ investigation, and there'll probably be a lot of back and forth. That's the other thing, too, that not only do you just assign a special master, you first you have to decide who it's going to be. And both sides are now going to have till about Friday to submit names. They're going to submit, I'm sure, maybe current judges, retired judges, you know, possibly like intelligence officials because they may need security clearance to look at some of these quote unquote classified or potentially declassified documents. So there's a whole bunch of responsibilities. But the bottom line is this is a win for the Trump team. And this judge in Florida, this district judge, clearly said that the DOJ cannot police itself. And that is a powerful, resounding message to the DOJ that you better wait. You can't be overambitious. You can't just do a big, broad sweep and get away with it. That certain documents need to be protected. And you will have somebody looking over your shoulder So big, big win for the Trump team. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight as to why you think that this could maybe even avert an indictment for President Trump. And the reason I say that is because now DOJ is going to feel a little bit of wind is taken out of their sails. They're going to feel like, well, we can't hurry up and push this through, that there's going to be somebody looking over their shoulder. And the other thing that came out is not only did we get an itemized list last week of some of the items that were taken, we also learned today, and this didn't get a lot of notice, especially on the liberal media, so I want to make sure we highlight it here on the Rita Cosby Show. This was stunning to me, that in addition to the documents and things that we knew that they took so far, the classified or potentially declassified documents, not only that, They also took, as we know, magazines. They took clothes. Remember, they went through Melania's closet. They went through, apparently, Barron's clothes. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. But what the judge also revealed today, and this to me was really stunning, was that they also got accounting receipts. They got tax correspondence belonging to President Trump. And they got medical records. So what do you make of that? 
why would they just kind of accidentally get his tax documents, correspondence related to taxes that could certainly be, you know, privileged information, medical receipts, if he was taking some sort of medicine or had some correspondence with a doctor or was taking a certain kind of medicine or medical condition, uh, why would they get that? That looks fishy to me, too. And accounting. I mean, was this really just to me another example of why it was a fishing expedition, why it was this big, broad brush? Why would you accidentally get tax correspondence? Why would you accidentally get medical, medicine-related records? Why would you get accounting things, documents? Could it be because maybe you want to help other investigations, potentially? You want to thwart Basically, the right to your privacy of the president, that the former president, hey, while we go in there, let's get some tax documents. Maybe that can help the January 6th, or maybe it can help Letitia James in New York, who is investigating, of course, the Trump organization. Or maybe we could get medical information that we could somehow use against President Trump. That sounds to me awfully fishy. And it was funny, I was watching CNN tonight, and they were like, oh, they just got these other things, but let's move on. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You are telling me that you got these documents belonging to President Trump in this big, broad swoop, and they didn't automatically return them? The other thing that was fascinating, this to me is really powerful, and I think just further exemplifies why this judge decided to appoint a special master, is She also said that there were some items, she pointed to two items that she said fell under privilege, that DOJ, that the taint team that was already separating it within DOJ, remember it's DOJ workers, but sort of a separate team that was looking at the documents, that they somehow mixed them up, but that they should have been executive privilege documents. So in other words, this taint team that DOJ said, trust us, we don't need a special master, we don't need an independent party, everything's going to be fine, we don't need anybody else to look at it, we're already doing a good job, we have this taint team within DOJ, and I contend you never should have DOJ being the independent arbiter for a DOJ investigation, that just raises huge huge red flags, not just because I don't totally trust that team based on some of the things we've heard already, uh, about the politicization of FBI and DOJ. But I also just don't think the American public could have confidence in it either. So I think it's a good idea to have somebody outside, somebody independent. It helps certainly the Trump team. And it also gives some credibility also to DOJ, that if they back up what DOJ did and said, then it helps their case too. So I wonder, why is DOJ fighting this so hard? Apparently they are not happy by this decision that the judge said that a third party will now look at the documents they seized. And already the judge has said that there were two items in there that were executive privilege that DOJ never should have had access to. So that was just off the bat. So that was her justification in addition to saying there's a lot of other reasons why you should have a separate independent counsel because this is historic You've got a former president. None of this has ever happened in U.S. history before. you got to look at it. And this president is basically saying there's executive privilege, and apparently President Biden waived executive privilege, remember? So Department of Justice would be at access to these documents ultimately, and I bet you this is all going to go before the Supreme Court. That is my contention 
that maybe even the issue of a special master may go back and forth and back and forth for weeks. And that is a great thing for President Trump. It's going to give him more time. And imagine also if the Republicans take the House or the Senate or both and they get great results in the midterm, that will embolden President Trump, that will embolden the Republican Party, and that could further hurt the DOJ. Because remember, if the House becomes Republican hands, the first thing I bet you they'll do on day one is say, what January 6th committee? Out. And what about this? Out. What about that? Out. They're going to be like, forget all that. And now the new investigations will be Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, and the big guy. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Patrick in Georgia. Patrick, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Mrs. Cosby. Always nice to speak with you, ma'am. Thank you very much and great to hear from you and happy Labor Day. It's just another day, right? (laughs) Well, you know what, actually, you know what, actually, what I love about Labor Day is it does highlight the American worker. And I think, sadly, the American worker has been forgotten quite a bit by this administration. And as we're talking about taxes and IRS and a lot of things, and I think about a lot of American jobs that have been lost under this president. So I think it's an important time to appreciate what is going on in the hardworking people of middle America. So go ahead, Patrick. My, my biggest hope is uh, President Trump survives all this stuff. You know, I mean, they're, they're trying to railroad the poor guy. When all he did was be the best damn president since Ronald Reagan. Is that how you view him? I like Trump. Now, let me ask you, Patrick. What's your reaction to this idea of a special master? And do you I like think? It. Yeah, I do like you? It. I, I think, like by the way, I, it's, to me, it's absolutely the right decision. The fact that, by the way, what did you make of what I was just saying to you? That, and it hasn't gotten a lot of attention yet. And I think it's going to blow up soon because I couldn't believe that it came out today that also among the documents was some tax correspondence, medical records and accounting records. Why would the DOJ need that if they're looking for classified documents? I mean, that seems like a fishing expedition. All I can say is I despise the current federal administration. They're a bunch of totalitarian pigs, in my opinion. And I can only pray that things out work out well for the American people. Well, and that is the most important thing, that things are fair to the American people and that also, you know, justice for it looks like President Trump, who clearly looks like he's the target of this investigation. And I think any president, whether it's Republican, Democrat, independent, uh, any citizen deserves, you know, appropriate justice and fair justice. And there are just way too many questions now. And it comes on the heels of all this, you know, Trump bashing, MAGA bashing that's happening across the country. And I don't find it a coincidence. I don't believe anything in politics is a coincidence because you've got all these things that are going on right now with this, like, step up. You got the raid. You got the this. You got them fighting an independent person looking it over. You got this Timothy T-Boat, uh, you know, T-Bolt, the uh, FBI agent who suddenly, quote, resigned or was removed recently. There's just so many of these aspects, and it comes at the same time as President Biden is like MAGA bashing every five seconds. 
you know, there's clearly this effort to do whatever they can to get rid of President Trump because they are clearly deeply worried about him and believe that he is posing an enormous threat to them politically. You know, clearly they looked at the rally. I mean, did you guys see the rally this weekend? Oh, my goodness. There he is, you know, in Pennsylvania. He's in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, uh, stumping for Mehmet Oz and Doug Mastriano, uh, Mehmet Oz running for Senate, Doug Mastriano running for governor. And guess what? If you look at the it's like a packed stadium. President Biden, even when he did his like Darth Vader speech last week, it looked like he had at most a few hundred people. I don't even think that. And it was like, you know, I mean, even they were like, you know, it looked like dark and dreary, just like the backdrop there. And and yet you go to this Trump rally and the highlight is USA, USA, USA chanting. And they see it and the country sees that. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al in Yonkers on line two, Al. Oh, hi, Rita. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say that I thought it was a good thing that the uh, judge overseeing what occurred at the compound in Palm Beach, uh, that he did the right thing, he or she, by uh, appointing a special master in this case. Uh, As an American, it's nice to see that uh, there's still checks and balances and that the system still works. So I just wanted to say, uh, again, that it was good to see that the judge was uh, appointed a special master. Yeah, I agree, too. And, you know, Al, I would be surprised. I I actually, I thought the judge would lean this way because, you know, the way she was kind of indicating it in the hearings and then, you know, preliminarily, um, I found it interesting that she announced it on Labor Day. I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's kind of a day where the courts. (laughs) Yeah, what did you make of the timing of that? Because, you know, she didn't announce it Friday. myself because it was Labor Day and, you know, so much is going on on the national level uh, with the different uh, departments. Uh, you know, besides DOJ, we see that in uh, the FBI that the director is under fire. So there's a lot going on nationally in regards to uh, what is happening in this country. Yeah, there is. And what did you make of the fact it is interesting, as we were just saying about Labor Day? I, you know, it's interesting because most of the time these courts are closed on Labor Day. Yes. Um, I'm, had, I'm glad to see it's a hardworking judge who is uh, very serious that she's there on Labor Day like we, we all are. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and what do you make, Al, too, of the fact that um, the accounting records, tax correspondence, and medical records were taken? That, to me, I'll be honest with you, that really upsets me, and you can hear it, because, Al, they went in. First of all, their, their affidavit, clearly, so far from what we've seen, a lot of it's redacted, but from what we've seen, It looks like it was a pretty broad search. And I still think, as I said from day one with all of this, that I still believe that they're really going for anything that's going to help January 6th or these other investigations of Trump. I don't think they're after classified. I mean, I think they'd love to get them on jaywalking. So I think they would do whatever they can. Um, Same here. I think, you know, I agree. You know, I think myself, like so many Americans throughout the country, uh, you know, we think it was an overreach that they took so many personal items from uh, Mar-a-Lago on that day. Yeah, I think so, too. And and the fact that they took medical records and tax correspondence, accounting records, it it troubles me, Al, because even though there's a special master there now that's looking at it, um, the reality is a lot of these documents have already been seen by, you know, by DOJ. And, you know, yeah, they're not supposed to use them, but they've clearly read them and they know what's in them. Exactly. 
that bothers me. I mean, I wouldn't want someone to say, hey, I'm going to have Al's medical records, you know. And, yeah, uh, no. you know, yeah, I mean, outrageous. who knows? Right. It's outrageous. That's personal information, whatever it is, you know, and it makes me wonder what, why did they accidentally get that in the sweep? You know, I mean, is it really accidental? Uh, Al, thank you very much. Thank Great. You. you too, my friend. And everybody, we're going to continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Labor Day, everybody. Rita Cosby here with all of you working on the Labor Day of 2022, along with all of you. And clearly the judge in the DOJ investigation, Trump raid, is also working because she just put out a big announcement. Huge news a few hours ago announcing that she will grant the Trump team request for a special master, an independent party that will now look at all the documents and decide what the DOJ can view, what they can use, what they can't use, and then the rest should be returned to President Trump, likely, or maybe National Archives. Depends what the documents are. Uh, but this really, I think, is a huge blow to the DOJ investigation and a big win for President Trump. And it's such an obvious win uh, that even Andrew McCabe, the former acting deputy FBI director, remember who President Trump uh, got in huge issues with. This is a guy who hates President Trump. Uh, so you know it's a big win that even he had to admit it. Bottom line, Andrew, is this a win for Trump in your view? Oh, no question. It's a huge win for Trump for primarily two reasons, right? Um, his strategy here, so strategically, his strategy is to play for delay. And he gets that either with the appointment of the special master or potentially an even much larger delay if the government de- decides to appeal this ruling. And secondly, from just a person, you know, public relations perspective, Winning a motion against the government puts Donald Trump in a very positive position. It, it enables him to continue this narrative that he is the kind of wounded, aggrieved party here, and that he's fighting back against the government that's done something wrong. Um, and I think that's a that's a message that resonates very deeply with his audience. So this is a good day for Team Trump. Wow. That means huge victory because Andrew McCabe rarely says anything good related to Trump. If they said, you know, today was uh, Monday, he'd go, oh, no, if it's Trump, it's Tuesday. You know, and he's even saying it was a huge win. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And what's interesting, too, of what he just said, it also changes the dynamics in the investigation. It kind of gives, uh, you know, an oomph and some wind in the sails to the Trump team to keep being aggressive, to keep going after this, and it gives steam to the investigation. So this is a big win because he can certainly say, listen, even the judge here felt I needed an independent party because they couldn't trust DOJ, couldn't trust what the FBI, these investigators got. Even the this judge felt somebody else needed to look at it. Even this judge recognized that certain things were taken that should not have been taken. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Uh let's go to David on line three, David. Real quick, your thoughts. Yeah, well, the judge was appointed by Trump, so where's her object objectivity? And then the other thing is you keep harping on these medical records. 
they seized 30 plus boxes of material, thousands, tens of thousands of documents. Of course, there's going to be things mixed up. All right. So, David, two points. One, because they did take as many, they clearly didn't need to take all that. Uh, so, you know what? It doesn't mean they have a right to get somebody's personal medical records and tax correspondence. That's fishy. And guess what? Other judges are appointed by Biden. But, yes, this one was by Trump. But it was a big victory. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Washington State, where Officer Jacob Schrader saved four lives in a year. But for him, the miraculous track record was just part of the job. Officer Schrader has been a Washington State Department of Fish and Wildlife police officer in Ferry County, which is a rural mountainous county in the state's northeast corner since 2019, when the first of the unrelated rescues happened in May of 2021. He was the first to arrive, for example, on the scene to help someone who was unconscious and not breathing. As EMS support arrived, Schrader put the person on their side to open up their airwaves, and his action first getting on the scene and then helping EMS, undoubtedly, they said, saved the person's life. He had three other rescues, including one other life-saving one that same day. So this week, he was recently honored not just with one life-saving award, but with four. What an incredible feat. And the department credited Officer Schrader's training, knowledge, and decisiveness for the first for the four life-saving rescues. Schrader also points to his training and experience, including four years as a paratrooper in the U.S. Army and as a search and extraction medic at the 141st Medical Group located at Fairchild Air Force Base. He said, it's not just him. He works with great people. I work with so many great people. And he said, and when I have saved a life, it makes me appreciate what I have. What a beautiful guy and what a great testament to our great men and women in law enforcement who save so many lives every single day. Well, you just heard from David who called into the show and he said, oh, you know what? Yeah, DOJ had a right to go in and take whatever they had. He counted again and pointed out that there were over 30,000 documents. I contend they shouldn't have taken 30,000 documents. And why did they take medical records? We're finding out in the last few hours. Also, tax correspondence, accounting. Remember, they have been after Trump, trying to find anything on his taxes, his business taxes, any of that stuff. So to me, this is a huge red flag and really, really fishy. David, who just called, said, oh, no, I don't think there's any problem. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Perfectly fine. Everything is kosher. Guess what? I totally disagree, as you heard. Uh, the fact that now we're finding out that the FBI in this sweeping raid not only took clothes, but also took tax documents, which you know you're not supposed to be seeing, medical records, which you definitely should not be seeing, accounting records, which they should not be seeing. Shame on them. And now we know in the last few hours that a special master has been assigned, and that special master will be deciding 
what they can see. Many of these documents they've already seen, the DOJ contends. So how are they going to wipe it out of their memory that they haven't seen it? And also what they can use is what the special master will decide, among many other things. Uh, but this is an enormous victory for the Trump team. It is a very powerful victory because what it also says is that the judge says, guess what? You know what? We don't totally trust you that because this is an unprecedented matter, a former president of the United States, you go in and raid his home. You can't just trust the DOJ is going to be doing it fair and square when there's a lot of questions about why they did this raid to begin with. Um, I talked with, you know, Dick Morris a couple of days ago and Dick Morris was saying, oh, this is like checking out over checking a library book. But they're looking for a heck of a lot more. And he still believes there's a good chance that Trump could be indicted no matter what, even if he does not believe, Dick Morris, that there's a basis for this. What do you think and where do you think this is headed, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And big news on the Labor Day. Again, there will be an independent special master who will now be overlooking the Trump case because this judge says this is historic. It's unprecedented. There's issues with executive privilege that a president, a former president, has a right, maybe even greater rights because of executive privilege potential. And also the American public has a greater interest in this case and needs to feel that this investigation was done fair and square. I say bravo to this judge, Eileen Cannon, in Florida. What is your reaction? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Jonathan Turley, a great constitutional expert. And he says that it's not a surprise that the judge decided to do a special master because DOJ went too far. I think that the Department of Justice blew this one in how they responded uh, to this to this motion. I mean, they really overplayed their hand. I mean, they they said that the uh, the appointment of a special master uh, would threaten national security, and the court was really sort of quite you know surprised in the oral argument and said, "Really? I mean, special masters are appointed all the time. You have control of the documents. They're secure. You can get a special master with a clearance." How, again, is national security undermined? And they never really answered that question. And he also says that everything that was taken in the raid and the justification for it, the warrant, the affidavit, which basically was the justification for the warrant, that all of that was just way too sweeping. And there may be a big wake-up call for DOJ now when an independent person gets into it. The fact is, it would be a miracle if they were able to carry out this warrant and not gather uh, privileged information. The warrant was absurdly broad. It said that even if you found one document with any classification marking, including confidential, you can take everything in the box and then take every box that's stored with that box. I mean, it was it was perfectly bizarre uh, because it allowed them to take virtually every document in storage. It also allowed them to take every document created during the Trump presidency. Uh, I can't imagine uh, how that vacuuming up of documents did not bring in uh, pr- legitimately attorney-client privileged material. And the judge again saying just a few hours ago that indeed two items fell under 
privilege that the, quote, taint team already validated. So in other words, this DOJ taint team, they claim they had a team already within DOJ that was reviewing it, that apparently two items that the taint team approved should not have been approved by the taint team, which further justifies why you need an independent party. And Jonathan Turley also said that now with this special master being assigned, they first have to decide who it's going to be, what the special master is going to do, what he won't be able to, or he or she. Um, then they got to agree like the time frame, like the special master may have until X time to be assigned to the case. Are they unlimited? You know, Trump team would love that. Would DOJ say, okay, they can be with them for a month? You know, I mean, there's going to be so much back and forth. This could go on and on and on. If I'm Trump's legal team, I'm going to contest every five seconds. I drag this until uh, 2024. You know, I would keep dragging it. I would say, wait, wait, no, I don't agree to that. I don't agree to this. I don't agree to that. Um, and DOJ will be fighting this tooth and nail to limit the scope of the special master to decide that there will maybe be a brief time. They're going to be arguing for like the narrowest amount of interference by the special master and the Trump team is going to make them as broad and as sweeping and as fully investigatory as possible because it's to their benefit. And now Jonathan Turley says that this pushes back the investigation in a huge way. And he said that if there had been a chance of an indictment of the former president, which, again, you can indict a ham sandwich, especially if you bring it before a very liberal D.C. court, uh, which is like 92, 93 percent liberal. Guess what? You could probably easily get an indictment of Trump. You just say his name and they find a reason to indict him because they hate him. Um, but that's not justice. It has to be a fair case and it has to be evidence. And yet Jonathan Turley says this huge decision by the special master clearly will delay any potential indictment, uh, especially now. Take a listen. As a criminal defense attorney, I got to tell you, I would not expect an indictment after the midterm elections, if they were going to prosecute, uh, to name Trump necessarily first. Mm. The way the Department of Justice usually moves is they look for lower hanging fruit. They hit one of his aides very, very hard and see if that aide flips and reaches a plea agreement. Uh, so usually you, you, you tend to look for collateral indictments if there's a building case towards a principal like the former president. And Paige Pate on CNN even, again, had this to say because she said this is definitely going to delay things and this is a big perk for President Trump. Take a listen to what she said. I mean, it doesn't look like either side has agreed with the other on anything because the judge did note in her order the Trump team came to DOJ before this motion was filed, asked that there be a special master. Uh, Justice said, no, we're not going to do that. So can they get together and agree? That would be the normal course. In a case that did not involve a former president, the judge would say both sides need to submit potential uh, special masters for the court's approval and how the process will work. I don't know if they're going to be able to agree on that here, but if they can't, then the judge can do it herself. And, uh, and Carol also pointed out that given there are so many classified documents, including top secret, does that narrow down who could be assigned as a special master? And it does, because they may need to have a judge, former judge, or potentially somebody who has the clearance. 
They may have to go to somebody who has, you know, the high intelligence already security clearances, who's going to be able to look at these documents and say, well, no, that is classified or no, uh, this is something that no president should ever have or it needs to go back to the archives or this is something that even if he did have, he waived it or there's no national security risk. I mean, there are so many layers here. So I actually think it probably will have or at least somehow maybe it's a special master and then there is somebody on the team uh, maybe it's a special master and somebody who works underneath them with intelligence clearance, or maybe it's the same person. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eric on line one. Eric, your thoughts about all this? Hey, Rita. Um, he, uh, they're playing checkers, and President Trump is playing like four-dimensional chess from Star Trek, you know, because he's a, he, President Trump is the subject of a gang-stalking campaign, which I know a little bit, something about. He, he knows they're relentless. They're not going to stop. So he has to be ready for anything. So he had to assume they might come and show up, show up and take everything one day. So he knows everything that's in there. Um, he probably knew they would take stuff that, that's privileged and they shouldn't take. You know, you can recognize medical records and tax stuff uh, by glancing at it. Yeah, that, so, well, that's why, Eric, I find that so unseemly that in these documents, yeah, it, it is, it is. you know, isn't there? Mm-hmm. That's gross because to yeah, me there's yeah, something so overreaching And so stunning in that because, you know, you see a letter that says here's medical records or you see tax correspondence. Obviously, that's not a, quote, classified document. That's not a national security Mm -hmm. secret. But what it is, Eric, to me, it makes me further question the people that went in with the raid or, more importantly, the broadness of what they were looking for. Like, basically, take anything on the third floor and in the basement I mean, like, you know, who is it? Jonathan Trill used the example of a vacuum cleaner. That's sort of how I describe it. It's like, but you, but yeah. you know it when you see it. Like, if you're doing a search, by the yeah. way, and, and earlier, Eric, they took three passports. They at first denied that they had it. Then I they admitted that. it. You uh-huh. know, when you see a passport, for God's sake, you know? I mean, I, I, I wish he was ready for this, though. He would have to be. Cause look at it since, since practically the day he announced it, in 2014, they've been after him. So he has to assume they're going to keep coming. So I, I, I although, although, thinks, although, you know. Eric, I don't <laughs> think President Trump assumed that suddenly there would be a, uh, you know, a uh, at dawn raid with 30 agents, armed agents at his I, at his compound. I, do you? I, he would have to. Yes, I would. I would. I would. I guess. That, by the way, by the way, Eric, no. <laughs> in this climate, you're right. Maybe he, maybe he <laughs> exactly. should. Have, you know? I wish I had. I wish I could have seen their faces when the safe was empty. In his office or whatever, that's what I, that's what I heard through the press. Oh, God, I wish I could have seen their face. Yeah, really and by did. the way, I've, I've I, seen that report. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I have seen that report, too. And, boy, that they're probably like, oh, shoot, you know, and maybe he, that's maybe that's the reason something. they went broader. That he will, President Trump posted something on, on his website. I think it's through social. I think it was something about they're, they're looking for stuff about, you know, Hillary Clinton spying on him, spying on his campaign, spying on his presidency, all that stuff. You know, tapping the White House. Well, and that, and and Eric, that is, that is, you're right. You hit it on a a great point there because, you know, there are reports, again, this is, you know, coming from the Trump team, but that they were looking for potentially Russia hoax information, like part of the setup documents that were in national security that would have, you know, helped to exonerate Trump. He ultimately obviously was. Uh, because they dropped the investigation and it looked like it was a phony FISA warrant and a big setup against him. Uh, but that there was documents that further, you know, enhanced his case 
that if it got out there would make other people look bad, not Trump. So, but that's not the reason you go in and raid somebody's home. Um, and that's why I hope whatever was taken, if it's those kind of things that he has a copy of or that somebody else can get it, you know, or knows where it is and they can get another version of it. Um, so that, that would be really interesting. And then on the flip side, um, why were they getting tax correspondence, accounting, medical records? Uh, to me, this is so shameful. Let's go to Christine, line five. Your thoughts about this? Hi. I wonder if anybody has recently looked at the Constitution's Fourth Amendment, because it's very specific in its specificness. It says at the end that they have to identify exactly what it is they want to get, the person or object desired, and it's obviously an illegal fishing uh, expedition, uh, and the thing should be thrown out based on it's against the Fourth Amendment to begin with. Well, and that's what the Trump team, you know, Christine, also contends, is that this was just so incredibly uh, broad, and it was illegal in their mind, search and seizure. I mean, so far, the more we're hearing of it, it just seems very unseemly and that may be and by the way that may be the next thing if i think christine and and do you agree with this maybe what they wanted to do by getting the special master first off obviously to have somebody looking it over but then that special master can determine more of what was taken and then they can use that in a case to say this was an illegal search you know here's the proof the special master quote independent party found XXXXX, and it further supports our case that this raid never should have happened. Uh, Violate search and seizure went well beyond. But until they know that it physically did go well beyond, which it does appear to, um, until this would further enhance their case. Maybe that's the logic, Christine. What do you think? It sounds reasonable to me, but it should never have gone this far because it's such a blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. To me, it seems so unbelievably broad. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. President Trump, I tried to do it almost like he did. I didn't do it as well, but huge. It's huge. But it was a huge win. And he is touting it because it is a victory for his side. And this definitely delays the investigation of President Trump by DOJ, uh, because now they will look at special masters, retired judges, uh, people in the intelligence community. Uh, who do you think should be one of those special masters? Who would you pick? As the lead person. Well, I definitely wouldn't book James Comey, that's for sure. Uh, but Sarah Murray on CNN said this selection now that a judge has determined a few hours ago that a special master will indeed be assigned. Huge news again for Trump that this also delays the investigation timeline. Take a listen. 
Well, I mean, obviously for the Justice Department, this is difficult because it halts their ability to access and review these documents. So they could still be talking to witnesses. You know, they could potentially still have some grand jury activity going on. But when you think about presenting something before a grand jury, you may want to be able to show those documents. You may want to be able to refer back to those documents. That's not something the Justice Department is going to be able to do in this interim period while the special master is reviewing them. And again, we don't know how this, how long this is going to take. As Kara pointed out, we have a good sense, you know, that we're talking upwards of 11,000 documents. We just don't know how long that time frame will take and how much the Justice Department would be relying on these documents as they're presenting before a grand jury. Well, I can tell you right now, there is no question they would be relying on it extensively. So this really puts a big hamstring to the DOJ because now if they're going there and they're going to go to a grand jury, they can't use those documents. They can't refer to those documents. They're not allowed to use them in any shape or form until a judge, this independent judge or in, you know, uh, independent, uh, in, you know, investigatory person, because it may not be a judge. It may be somebody who's, you know, highly trained in intelligence. But whoever this independent special master is, until they say that's okay and it's decided because there could be some back and forth until all of that's agreed to, that could be some time. And then only then can the DOJ refer to it. They can continue their investigation. It doesn't halt their investigation. But technically, anything that was seized in that raid can't be referred to or used until it is approved now by a special master. And that could take some time. It could take a while till they decide who it who's going to be for the special master, what their assignments are going to be. You know that DOJ is going to be arguing tooth and nail to narrow the scope. Trump team is going to broaden it, say they should oversee everything. So this is going to be like a uh, a fight. This is really where the uh, the fight really, really begins. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills on Line 5. Hey, Stan, happy Labor Day. Hey, did you have a good day today, by the way? I did, because I'm working with all of you guys. Well, I did, did I nice did. dinner? Did you have a nice dinner? Did you go out? I did not, because I I thought you were taking me out for dinner, so I've well, been no, waiting. Labor I was day, like, honey, I mean, uh, that's the wrong day. You, you know, know? Uh, you know what, Stan? I just, all I could think about is Stan is going to cry <laughs> when he hears that Trump hey, gets an independent. Get, what are you drinking? <laughs> Give me some of it. I want to get loaded, too. Yes. All right, here, here's the thing. Let's get back to uh, the normal situation. All right, go ahead, Stan. Uh, uh, okay, the master, they're going to have a master. Uh, I think they'll appeal it. I think that they'll look and see what the judge said, uh, the government. And I think they'll appeal it to an appeals court. Secondly, I think even more important, this isn't what's going to hang Donald Trump. I mean, if the documents show, which will take a while, it's Georgia. Seems nobody's remembering Georgia. Georgia is the thing where he talked, and it's possible obstruction and voting and so forth. That is the case. That's where we got to look, George. It's not going to be this. It will be Georgia. Stan's got Georgia on his mind. Well, you know what, Stan? I bet you if there's anything Georgia-related or anything tax-related, anything, if Trump sneezes, they're going to be investigating that. Who knows what they got in the raid? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
President Biden, you know that he is worried about President Trump. Could it be that he maybe did have a lot more to do with the raid and all these other things that are going on? Because remember, they're like, oh, we don't know anything, which clearly is not the case, because we do know that the president did have to waive his own executive privilege to get the FBI to be able to look at these documents uh, originally. And then they use that to justify going in and getting more. So there's a lot of questions here, and I don't believe in coincidences in politics because in the last few days, President Biden has been on this bash, President Trump, and anybody who believes in President Trump, anybody who believes in Make America Great Again uh, campaign. I mean, it's it's like shameful. It has been last week. Remember, it was like Darth Vader. He was there and he had the red backdrop, you know, and he had the Marines standing guard and he had the whole to do. Uh, I love Marines, but I felt that they were used as props on a definitely political speech that he billed as like, oh, we're just going to be talking about unifying the country. Right. That was the most divisive speech that I have ever seen by a president in American history. It was outrageous. It was disgusting and it was divisive. And he continued it. By the way, today he was in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, two important states where they're trying to get Democrats elected at the midterms. In Wisconsin, things are so bad for the president, the current president and his polls that the candidate didn't even want to be seen with him. Uh, but Fetterman, the guy, you know, who wears the hoodie the whole time, even though he apparently has a lot of money and the guy who had the stroke, who can barely speak, who's running against Oz. Who's just uh, that guy is just like a mess. He thinks like every criminal should get out. He thinks every drug should be legalized. It's like, wow. But he's, you know, fighting it, you know, duking it out there with uh, Oz in the polls. Uh, He didn't mind President Biden being there because he doesn't mind drugs. He doesn't mind criminals. So I guess he doesn't mind hanging with uh, Biden, who's in la la land. Right. So Biden anyway uh, did get the invitation to basically be with Fetterman, and they were there today, and Biden continuing his bashing of Trump and all MAGA Republicans. And I think this kind of rhetoric, like we heard last week, and the same type of stuff that's been continuing the last few days, up until the last few hours even, uh, to me, I think it's going to backfire, because people are just so turned off. It's disgusting. And the fact that he's smearing and continues to smear Tens of millions of people who believe in make America great again. He is vilifying them. And I think he's turning off people like people are going, wait, this isn't the guy who was supposed to be said he was a unifier. This is gross. And clearly this is a concerted effort. Like we wondered last week when he did that speech, was that a one off? Uh uh-uh. He's going to continue this tooth and nail and it is going to get really ugly between now and Election Day. And clearly Biden thinks, or the Democratic Party, because I don't think Biden thinks, but I think that the Democratic Party and people at the White House are clearly advising him somehow he's got to be the smearer and chief. Who could forget this line that he said not too long ago? America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. I believe we can and must do that again. And we are. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. But I see a different America, 
An America with an unlimited future. Uh, well, today, MAGA supporters are the ones seeing the light because a judge has come out and said there will be a special master granted in the case of the Trump raid. In other words, DOJ, you can't just willy-nilly go through tons of documents, and we can't trust that you are not pulling documents that maybe have no bearing on your case. What a surprise. I mean... I think that there is going to be a lot of things that they're going to uncover because already this judge has come out and said that there were several items that were taken out already that should not uh, have been included by the DOJ's internal team. She said already, clearly, we cannot just trust that the DOJ internal team is going to be able to maneuver this. And also, why were accounting records tax correspondent medical records taken? I think we all know why. I want to hear your thoughts, because to me, that's really unseemly. And even CNN announced today, when this big news broke just a few hours ago on this Labor Day, CNN even had to say that this definitely was needed to present objectivity, to give some guidance and to give some fairness in the investigation, at least from a public standpoint. Take a listen. One of the things the judge is appointing the special master for is not only for these issues of attorney-client or executive privilege, but also personal documents. And so what she informs us in this opinion is that there, among the documents that were seized were some of Trump's medical records, some records related to his taxes, and some records relating to his accounting, which is of interest because there are all these other investigations involving some of those same issues. Uh, the judge is saying that the special master will go through and read it out. And, I mean, in her order, she's also saying that the reason she's doing this is also for the perception of fairness. Mm-hmm. You know, she said that there were some concerns that the filter team had already provided one or two documents to the investigative team that they shouldn't have. So she wants to put this in place as like another blocker. Very interesting. What was the filter team already presenting stuff to the investigative team that it shouldn't have? That to me is really interesting. Clearly, they're not doing a good job or maybe they don't care. And in addition to Stan, who just called a little bit ago, who was probably crying today over the news of a special master, along with some of our other callers, I love hearing from all of you, but come on, you guys were bringing out the Kleenex on this news. But also, Ellie Mistel, listen to this guy, MSNBC analyst. This guy is like... So over the top. Take a listen to him. My top level expert legal analysis of the affidavit is why ain't this dude in jail? Like, what does this man have to do to go to jail? How is this man free? Uh, Ellie Mistel, it's called justice. Maybe you should look at it once in a while. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Susan. In Brooklyn, Susan, your thoughts about Ellie Mistel. Go ahead. Uh, Well, I just want to go back to um, your caller there from Forest Hills. Oh, yes, Dan. What, you don't don't, don't want to call him a name? You don't even want to give him a name? No. (laughs) No, I have a name for him, a nickname. You know how Trump gave nicknames to people? Well, I'm going to call him Insane Stan, and that um, he thinks that Georgia uh, something happened in Georgia that's going to be the downfall of Donald Trump. Has he ever heard of Zuckerbucks? 
the $400 million, the number of um, illegal mobile voting units in Georgia, especially Atlanta, as well as the um, illegal drop boxes that already have people that have come forward and said that they have put in harvested ballots much more than the um, amount that uh, that's uh, uh, supposedly uh, I think there's only 10,000 votes difference in Georgia. Well, and that, Susan, hang on. Uh, and Susan, also, what about, let's just fast forward to, um, to the recent revelation by Zuckerbox, as you call him, which is interesting because Dropbox, that was a good, that was kind of a good tie in there. Um, but Zuckerbox, uh, also just admitted recently, remember in that interview that he did with Joe Rogan on the podcast, where Joe Rogan said, you know, I understand that you kind of diminished, you suppressed the story about Hunter Biden uh, on Facebook. And it was like a huge revelation. It was like a week or two ago where Zuckerbox, as you call him, said, um, oh, yeah, we suppressed it because the FBI told us that there was going to be Russian disinformation. And it was in the days right up to the election. We know that Twitter cut it off on, you know, on their posts. But now we know that Facebook also suppressed it. Um, and to me, that is stunning uh, because think about there have been polls that have come out prior to, you know, uh, this revelation recently about Zuckerberg and Facebook and Hunter Biden. But also right after the election, Susan, there were details that came out where people, Democrats, including and independents, both said they may have voted differently had they known these questions about Hunter Biden. And that, to me, I think is extraordinarily significant. I mean, that to me, you know, you can't go back at this point, um, you know, um, but you look at it and you think, gosh, even on the face of that information right now, if they were looking at that and you look at how that impacted votes um, in many states, maybe around the country, because uh, they there were you know, amounts where it was seven, eight, nine percent, seven, eight, nine percent. That's enough to sway an election. If they had really gotten the real information again, uh, they didn't. And I actually think people like Zuckerberg and other people should be called to testify. I think Zuckerberg needs to start naming names. Who at the FBI called Zuckerberg? You know, was it an independent person? Was it this Timothy Tebow guy, you know, who suddenly just happened to resign? which, again, I don't necessarily believe, but we'll find out more details. We'll see what was the case. We don't know. Uh, but, boy, are there a lot of questions in this case. Susan, thank you very much. Let's go to Richie. Line 7. Richie, your thoughts? Good evening, Rita. Good evening. What do you think, Rich? I don't uh, know if Donald Trump will ever be indicted, but I'm sure that he will never be brought to trial because at that point, he will be able to cross-examine witnesses and dispute evidence and present his own witnesses and evidence. Yeah, can you imagine? That would be really powerful, you know? I mean, and 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 just like you said, if it goes to, you know, where there is an indictment or there's a this, I mean, right now, technically, you know they would love to use whatever documents they found that they claim uh, they found, um, or that they claim are classified. And I say claim because the president said he declassified them, so it may all be moot. Um, but other things that may help other investigations. I mean, there's just so many questions here, Richie. And you're right that the time 
is on the president's side, but also you just like you said, it opens a Pandora box because then the Trump team can kind of lead and go wherever else they want to go and they could bring in their own set of witnesses. And it may not be pretty for the DOJ, Richie. What do you think? That's my point entirely. Yeah, I think so, too. Rich, thank you very much. Great call. Thank you. Let's go to Valeria, Florida. Go ahead, Valeria. Hey, Rita. Thank you so much for working on Labor Day. Thank you. Like, like everybody. And by the way, I'm glad to see this judge was working and the judge made the oh right decision, goodness. Valeria. Oh, my goodness. My heart just leapt for joy of this. All of us that prayed. This is an answer to prayer. OK, let me make some quick points. Judge Cannon. She's from Cali, Columbia. She went to Duke. She went to University of Michigan Law School. She graduated magna cum laude. She worked as the assistant district attorney here in Florida. She's beyond reproach. She has no skeletons in her closet. You know what? You fool, You know what they say. You know what men say. And they use a different word, but I'm going to use this word. You fool around and you find out. And that's you know what, by the way, I think I got an deal. idea what word guys use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fool around and you find out. So Chris Kyes has been added to the case, the Supreme Court attorney, Judge Cannon, who was appointed by Trump. Hey, guess what? He gets to appoint people. If you don't like it, don't break the law. Don't violate the Fourth Amendment. Right, Rita? And also, by the way, Valeria, too, what did you make of the fact that Judge Cannon also highlighted the fact that already – in a very brief time, she has determined that at least two items uh, fell under privilege that should never have been passed muster by this internal team in the DOJ. In other words, you guys already can't, you know, can't really get your story straight. Um, so clearly you need a special master to go through this. And then the other fact is that we found out that there were accounting records, tax correspondence, medical records this to me is, I think that, I think there's something, you know, rotten in Denmark. And my mother's Danish, so I hate to talk about Denmark that way, but there's something rotten there. Go ahead. Yeah, you did exactly my thoughts exactly. I'm a Florida girl. I live in Florida. I live not far from Mar-a-Lago. I've worked on Trump's campaign. He's a great guy. He's, he's a class act. And this Gallus, you know, worked in Florida before, you know, she works in Florida now, but she was a DA. I'm telling you, it all makes sense. They are, they love salacious, dirty details. They took his medical records and they ransacked Barron's bedroom because they're into the dirty deeds, you know, dirty deeds and they're done dirt cheap. They're just looking for smut. So their little team, they have all these teams, so their little leaking team can go leak to all the salacious reporters, and then it can be, you know, go in the press, oh, Donald Trump needs medicine for this, and oh, Barron had this in his bedroom. This is what this is all about, because why else would, why else would you go to such great lengths to throw the other attorneys out? You can't, and nobody can see what they're taking. Nobody can see what they're doing. And, and already, and already they're clearly erring in favor of DOJ when quickly she already determined there were items that not, should not have been in the DOJ possession. Uh, so I think once this special master gets into it and who knows when, uh, but once they go into it, there is going to be so much stuff and DOJ cannot use any of the information. The problem is Valeria too is that they've already gone through a lot of this. I mean, that was part of the other thing that they contended. Not only trust us, 
You know, like, don't worry, there's no politics here, even though there clearly is, at least with some of the agents. There's some great people there, but there's clearly some bad eggs, bad political eggs. Uh, and some of them that have come forward clearly um, to Congress attesting that there are other agents that have definitely been playing politics. That's concerning. But the fact that she's already found items in there that clearly are questionable. And I can't think of one reason why tax correspondence medical records, accounting. And once you've seen these things, that's the thing that's troubling, is once you've seen these things, now to tell DOJ, oh, wipe it out of your memory. You can't use it. You can't refer to it in any investigation form. You're telling me you're going to trust DOJ not to whisper in somebody's ear that, hey, guess, by the way, I can't show you this document, but trust me, uh, Donald Trump uh, bought this medicine uh, 13 years ago on a Wednesday. You know, somehow that they're not going to try to use that or something related to his taxes or something. Uh, to me, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle once it's out. That's a big problem. Valeria, thank you. You are awesome. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Valeria mentioned this, so we love you, Valeria, from Florida, calling in a little ACDC. We're going to put it in the background. We'll put it up when we get to the chorus. It's kind of fun. Dirty Deeds. We love this one. And that's what Valeria and a number of you think. Here it is. We'll put it a little bit. Come on, it's Labor Day. Here we go. Put it up for the chorus as a tribute to Valeria because she she knows her music. She knows her stuff. Here we go. This is what she thinks happened in the rain. And that's because it looks like they already took a lot of things that they had. No access to should not have had any justification for taking. And we're finding on the last few hours that they took tax correspondence, accounting documents, medical records. And already the judge who said there will be a special master said, uh, 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 you went way over the top and you clearly overreach when you did the raid in terms of the documents that you now claim you have privilege to. You do not. Those should go back to former President Trump. And that's why she said, I will grant now an independent person to look at this. What are your thoughts, guys? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bob in the Bronx. Go ahead, Bob, your thoughts. Yes. I. Um, uh, since they tried to impeach President Trump over the uh, phone call to the Ukraine with all the corruption, Shouldn't they be trying to impeach Biden over the illegal crossing of the southern border and flying people all over the country? Oh, that's an interesting question. Now, a couple different things on that, Bob. First off, uh, you know, Republicans right now do not have control of the House and the Senate, meaning they're the minority party. So they can't call for an investigation. 
even if they were to try to get one, it wouldn't go through. They don't have the votes. So that's why a lot of Republicans already are saying, if we get control, we will at least look into, they've talked about Mayorkas, at least, because he's supposed to be Homeland Security. What a mess he's doing. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. know yeah i was born in brooklyn but i went to university of south carolina so we used to hear a lot of good southern rock so that's what we're playing on labor day let's put it up a little bit we deserve to have fun we have all worked so hard but here we go we'll play a little bit of that first and then we're going to do our support our heroes we're freelancing here on a monday night Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And I'm going to tie both of them in because one of the greatest nights was when I was listening to Leonard Skinner live, um, a lot of the guys in the band there, and they were singing Sweet Home Alabama, and they did it for one of the Freedom concerts there with Sean Hannity and a whole bunch of other my buddies. And I remember going and cheering them on and meeting the guys from Leonard Skinner and hanging out with them that night. And they said it was one of the greatest nights of their life to be able to perform for so many patriotic Americans and so many veterans. Um, and also Charlie Daniels, who was one of my dearest buds. I love Charlie Daniels. You know, we had him many times here on the show. Uh, the late Charlie Daniels, who was such a great man, was also performing that night. So speaking of support our heroes, I love being able to shine a light on them. And that's why we do this segment Every night here on the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, another tribute tonight to our heroes coming from Wichita, Kansas, where the first night of the Kansas high school football season included a military appreciation night at Bishop Carroll High School in northwest Wichita. Ahead of the kickoff, a 91-year-old naval veteran with generations of family members in the stadium to support him and cheer on the home team, was given the pre-game honor of flipping the coin at midfield. I love that. Isn't that wonderful? Luis Reza, who served his country in the U.S. Navy, said that he was overwhelmed by the support from the thousands of people that were in that crowd, well beyond his own children, grandchildren, and also great-grandchildren that were in attendance. Everybody said there was not a single dry eye, as you can imagine, when he flipped the coin. And Raisa himself said, it is flabbergasting. It's great to have so many people out there, he said, appreciating our military and our service. What a beautiful, beautiful tribute. And how wonderful to see younger generations, again, at the high school football season there in Kansas, seeing them appreciating these great heroes still living among us. Well, we are talking about the big news that a judge just a few hours ago announced that President Trump will indeed have a special master, now an independent party, be able to look at the documents before DOJ can use them or, quote, technically view them 
or pass them off to any grand jury or anything like that. Huge news, a big victory for the Trump team. And this comes as President Biden continues his unrelenting bashing of President Trump and anybody who believes in President Trump. To me, it's like, at first I thought, last week, was he like on some medication, you know, when he did his speech with the big red drop behind him? And I'm thinking, was this just a one-off? You know, was it like, okay, maybe he just got had a bad day and he was taking all his anger out on MAGA Republicans? No, this is clearly a concerted plan that I think President Biden and I think many of his team, if you will, there at the White House and elsewhere, clearly somebody said, we've got a strategy to try to uh, vilify Trump that will help us in the midterms. Because it's like, okay, we're almost at the 60-day mark basically now, pretty much. You know, we're like right on the cusp of it. And this is really where like the high, intense, anything you got, you throw it against the, you know, the the ceiling and throw it against the the wall because you hope something will stick to topple one of your opponents, because the midterms, the stakes could not be higher. We just heard from our last caller who was saying, why hasn't Biden been impeached or even an effort to impeach him? Um, and I'm not saying that that should happen, but I think there's serious questions here, needless to say, of the way he's handled the border and so many other issues. But in terms of investigations, the House can't really do an investigation from the GOP side because they don't control the House. The Democrats do. And so that's why the midterms, there is so much at stake because the Republicans are saying, hey, guess what? If we get control, we're going to start looking at him. We're going to look at the Wuhan lab via Fauci and some of the grants. We're going to look at Hunter Biden. I mean, there's a lot of questions here, guys. There are so many questions here. And because of all of that, the stakes could not be higher. And clearly, President Biden has made an effort to say, guess what? We are going to really vilify Trump, and somehow they think that's going to be a winning strategy. I want to hear your thoughts on that. And also the fact that now DOJ has been dealt a big blow, and I think Biden's been dealt a big blow, because now this is going to drag out a lot longer in terms of what was taken in the raid, what they get to view. There are just so many layers to this politically, and the stakes could not be higher, because it means, guess what? Think about it. If the Democrats stay in control, the January 6th committee is going to keep on going. We're going to be talking about January 6th until I'm like in a wheelchair and I'm in an old age home. It'll be like, I'll be playing bingo and I'll be like, uh, I'll take six. No, I'm, I'm thinking January 6th. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. That's what's going to be happening. Right. But if the Republicans get control of the House, well, then they're going to say, nope. Guess what? We decide what goes forward and what doesn't. And no longer January 6th. Sorry, President Biden. And guess what? We're going to kind of try to push for maybe some independent. Maybe we'll get an investigation of Hunter. We'll go to Mayorkas at the border. There's a whole bunch of things that I, quite frankly, think should be looked into. And that's why Americans, you need to get out and vote come November. And everybody knows that, including President Biden, who wants to be able to keep Cushy, cushy with the House with Democrats and cushy, cushy with Democrats in the Senate. So this is what he continues to say. Here's a little bit of what he said in the last few days. And boy, he couldn't be uglier about MAGA Republicans. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic.
Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. To me, that is so disgusting. Smearing 74 million people saying, oh, you know what? They're a threat to this country, to the republic. How dare you? And this is what now Republican Congressman, remember he was a Democrat, but now Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey said over the weekend, he found it so distasteful what Biden had to say. The point is, it was to scare us. The point is, it was to demean over 50 percent of the population of America and say that they're bad people. And that's unacceptable for the president of the United States. He works for us. We don't work for him. And Atlanta politician Keisha Lance Bottoms, who's now, by the way, an advisor at the White House. You know what? This to me is amazing. You know, she's like sort of Stacey Abrams mindset, you know, and thinks like, you know, Biden good, orange man bad. That's sort of like how she thinks things are like there's no gray. You know, it's like whatever Trump did, it's wrong. Let's indict him. And Biden is, you know, is like the second coming of Christ. Right. That's basically her philosophy. So. This is how she has been viewing his speeches, including the Darth Vader speech that we're talking about. She thinks like this was like, uh, you know, like Mother Teresa opening and parting the Red Seas. Take a listen. Well, what the president did was that he reminded the American people of who we are as a country. We are a de- democracy that's been built on the rule of law. Wow. He reminded us of what a great country we are. And in fact, let me play. I want to play. This is cut number four. Here's a little bit more of her because she thought this was like a a happy speech. She thought him vilifying 74 million people saying they're basically not welcome in America anymore. And that, you know, can you imagine if he gets unfettered access again after November? Imagine what he's going to say after that. If this is the way he really feels, welcome to Joe Biden's America and Keisha Lance Bottoms, with her rosy-colored glasses, thinks it was such a beautiful, positive speech. The president spoke optimistically about who we are as Americans. We are the greatest nation in the world. But President Trump said at a rally, and everyone's been waiting for him to like comment and reply, you know, I'm actually surprised he didn't, like, verbally speak. He did, you know, he puts his stuff on Truth Social. But over the weekend on Saturday night, he had a rally and he was in classic Trump form. And this is how he described the speech appropriately. So by Joe Biden, I think Philadelphia was a great choice to make this speech of hatred and anger. His speech was hatred and anger. By the way, the next morning, he forgot what he said. You saw that. They asked him about, oh, I didn't think I said that, did I? Oh, no. How'd you like the red lighting behind him like the devil? But Philadelphia was a great choice because the city is being devastated under Democrat rule. Devastated. Hate to tell you, we love Pennsylvania. 
I went to school in Philadelphia. What's happening to Philadelphia? Fourteen people were shot last weekend in Philadelphia. Fourteen. And the fake news will go out and check. Oh, that's a lot of fake news. Whoa. That's a lot of fake news. Wow. He was in classic form. And then he took a swipe at President Biden after Biden basically vilified 74 million Americans. Take a listen at how Trump phrased that. If you want to stop this destruction of America, you must vote Republican. You got to get out and vote. As you know, this week, Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is circling around him. Do this, do that, Joe. You're going to do this, Joe, right? Wow, things are getting really heated, and there's still two months till the midterms. Welcome to the new fiery comments going back and forth. Uh, by the way, I always read your comments also. I love reading them on Twitter. You can follow me at Rita Cosby. Send me a comment. Also call in here, but go to at Rita Cosby. Be sure to follow me and also send your comments there because I love reading them here on the show. Uh, Susan G says, seems that the party of unity and equity now think that calling Trump Jim Jones is the new winning strategy. That's a good line, Susan. Um, and also, uh, here is Sal, who said regarding the special master, he said, I wonder if a special master will do any good at this point. The DOJ most likely violated the Fourth Amendment by reading all of Trump's papers already. Great points, both of you guys. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rose in New Jersey. Uh, Rose, it's getting ugly on both sides, but uh, you can certainly say Biden started it by smearing 74 million Americans. Go ahead. Well, that's been business as usual because we don't have a direct election here. We have a, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the Electoral College. And as soon as we get rid of that, then we're going to have some real discussions in this country. These both parties are corrupt. There's no getting around that. And having been around politicians earlier in my years, I I observed who who hung out with who. So where do you see this going real quick, Rose? Well, when the American people demand direct elections and maybe as an option uh a ranked choice. We will have a much saner and kinder and realistic situation as opposed but, to the but old. You, but you know the what the problem? The Hang on, Rose. Hold, no, hold on a second, Rose. Because I, I let you speak. Um, sorry, just because time's limited. I'm, I'm going to at least address your first point. 
um, where you feel like you have a you obviously have a, an issue on the first part about electoral college. The reason the electoral college is in place there is to give power basically equal to all states, because based on that, Rose, New York and California are going to pick the president basically every time. You know, I mean, you look at that, you know, if you look at like, you know, you look at the amount of population that are in those states, they would have overwhelming power and smaller states would have zero power. Um, so there's a lot of issues with with the system as it is. But I'm not sure if throwing out the Electoral College is the way to do it. Um, I've talked to Michael Dukakis many times about this and we've had him on the show he makes a case of getting rid of the Electoral College. Uh, and so, by the way, so is Hillary after she lost. Then suddenly there was a problem with the Electoral College. So it's not a perfect system. Um, but but I hear you on, on, on some of the other points. But I still think we have to make the best with the situation that we have. Let's go to Charles in Queens, line one. Charles, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, great show as usual. First, before I say uh, what I called about, I want to say, which sounds ridiculous to my own ears, that I disagree in this particular case with Rita as well as with President Trump. Both of you had said that he vilified 75 million voters, people. Yes. As voted to Trump. Yes. If you listen to his speech carefully, he's not doing that. He is trying to divide MAGA people and rhinos. He wants them to fight each other to weaken Trump. So he doesn't win or he doesn't run. That's why he said clearly. Uh, oh, Biden, no, President Charles, Biden, so I, clearly Charles, hang on. Hang on, Charles. I, I want to get to your first point, because I agree with you that he is trying to clearly divide the Republican Party. You are spot on, 1,000 percent on that. But make America great again, and the people who voted for Trump still at least comprises an enormous part of the Republican Party. I agree there are people who are not. But many of them didn't vote for Trump last time either, by the way. A lot of them stayed home. Um, so the, so, so you could make the case it's that many. Real quick, I'll let you reply to that. Right. Okay, he said mainstream Republicans he gets along with. That's, he's clearly trying to divide the, part, the yep. Republicans. Yeah. But what I, what I called about is the following. The question can easily be asked, it begs to be asked, why would the thugs at the Department of Justice why don't I see more on Department of Justice? Okay, why would these thugs um, weaponize the weaponized uh, Department of Justice? Why would they overplay their hands so ridiculously? A quick analogy, which takes only eight seconds, would be that there's a big uh, selling, everybody's selling a bazaar, and somebody's selling golden diamonds. And one guy can't control himself and grabs golden diamonds. A cop arrests him immediately and says, what's the matter with you? It's broad daylight. There are cops all over the place. Why did you do it? He says, I didn't see any cops. I didn't see any people. All I saw was gold and diamonds. That's all the DOJ says. Oh, my God. If I can get all this stuff, whew, we can read it all and we can get some hooks into uh, into how to bury this SOB, Donald Trump. You know, you know, Charles, by the way, I think you are spot on. There is no question. Um, I agree. That's what I think is behind it. Um, you know, um, I think, and that's a great analogy. It's like, let's go in there. Let's go hunting for gold. Let's see what we can get. And, you know, it's like, like, you know, you'd use the pans, the gold pans, you know, the dig. It's like, okay, let's just kind of throw everything in and see what comes up. And then let's see if we can use some of it. And even if it gets thrown out or whatever, they've seen it. 
So that's why this is so complicated on so many levels. I'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Great call, Charles. Thank you very much. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. By the way, everybody, make sure that you help me help the Tunnels to Towers Foundation, such a great organization, especially with the anniversary of 9-11 right around the corner. Well, on Sunday, September 25th, I need your help, and I would love it beforehand if you can support the Tunnels to Towers 5K walk run in New York City. I'm going to be a part of it again this year. And it's simple to be a part of my team and to help the Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Here's what you do. You go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com. It's walk.ritacosbyonline.com. Donate to my team. And the proceeds all go to Tunnels to Towers Foundation. This is such a great organization and does so much to help America's heroes and it's one of the biggest walk runs in the country. Again, go to Rita, sorry, walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com, and donate today and help this great organization. Let's continue with your calls, everybody. Let's go to Raymond in New Jersey. Raymond, what's your thought about Joe Biden and his trashing of Trump? Well, I think it's time for Herman Monster to get down from the bench. I also want to know why. Wait, who's Herman Munster? Who are you talking about? The TV show, The Munsters. No, I know, but who are you referring to as Herman Munster? I like that show, by the way. Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden. So what do you you what are you saying? It's time for him not to run again, or it's time for him to to, uh... run again? He can't walk now. Oh, my God. Raymond. I'm I'm born in Brooklyn. Rita, I'm born in Brooklyn. Hey, by the way, I am, too. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm. This is Rita. I got to tell you the truth. That where the country, he was handed the golden egg. Rita, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to every word, yeah. Ray. You got he some good verbiage the, there. Trump got the country in the best shape ever on the MAGA as a Republican. But Biden, but Biden says, Biden, you're, Biden says, if you're MAGA, you're not a part of America. Exactly. Joe Biden, Trump announced in his lifetime, as in his presidency, everywhere he was going, who he was going to sit down with, when he was coming back. And that, and by the way, that's why Biden feels he is still a huge threat. And that's why we got to get out and vote. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.